Welcome to Pit Stop, a show all about cars, engineering, and well, mostly cars. We're your hosts, Chris Fest, Cameron Daly, Justin Mears, and Bill Ward. And I'm here today to talk to you about uh, some news to get started. So this article is from Motor Trend, uh, 2020 Mustang Hybrid. Um, what do you guys think about this? I mean, it's kind of like uh, You didn't even introduce the article. Alright, <laughs> 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 fine. <laughs> You know, tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our first article is from Motor Trend. It's about the 2020. Why are you starting over? <laughs> Just go. What's it about? All right, these guys. <laughs> All right, so must or Ford is coming out with a Mustang Hybrid in 2020, and they claim to make around 400 horsepower with this. Let's see, it'll have an EcoBoost 2.3 liter, also an electric motor, hence the hybrid. All right, so the current EcoBoost Mustang with the 10-speed auto hit 60 miles an hour in 5.3 seconds, and the quarter mile in just under 14 seconds. Um, with additional power and torque, the Mustang Hybrid could knock off about half a second from the original 0 to 60 time and quarter mile time. So that's pretty impressive. But they're saying they won't let it be faster than the uh, V8-powered standard GT. Good. This is a good thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of breaking the rules it's if they didn't. It is a muscle car. It's a muscle car. car. It should be V8-powered. Yeah. Always. I don't even like the hybrid to begin with. No. I agree. And well, they had hybrid styling, um, whatever that stands for, as well as uh, the extra power due to the electric motor and... Um, Added miles per gallon, both city and highway. I mean, as you would expect for a, yeah. for a hybrid. I mean, standard, but it seems, it says like, it's a, not seems a, like a big jump. seems like it's not a main priority, what no. they're saying. No, not at all. I guess they're just trying to get more low-end power and torque out of their much. electric motor. And that part about it is pretty cool. It'll be, it'll be a sleeper, maybe. Probably not, but... It'll <laughs> <laughs> probably be a Mustang still. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Whether or not it can turn, most of them can't. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up this article. Short one to start off. Second article comes from Car and Driver, and it's titled, Put the Junk in the Trunk. Amazon in-car delivery is here. So this new theory is that Amazon has a lot of problems with dropping off packages, and they're getting stolen off porches and things. They have, right now, a system you can buy so that they can unlock your front door and throw the package in there. Um, you have to buy that, however. This new system is, if you have the correct brand car, I'm not sure, there's, it's of a list, um, General Motors vehicles and most newer Volvos, they can go up, unlock your trunk, and put the package in the trunk so it can't get stolen. Um, you would simply give them an address where the car can be found, and from there, they'll put it in there. I like the idea. What do you guys... Well, I guess the goal is to... Uh is to prevent theft, so I guess you're definitely going to eliminate the chance of it being stolen off your front porch, right. as long as you trust the delivery man. Yeah, exactly. that's that's a good point. But what I mean, else? if something disappears from your truck, it's kind of easy to know who did it. Right. So it's also going to eliminate a lot of problems on Amazon's and where they don't have to yeah. deal with customers having their packages stolen. Probably slower deliveries, though. It's just true. Less, I mean, less per day. Yeah, because someone's going to have to come find your car in a parking lot. 
So yeah, because I see the guy comes around to the townhouses where I live, and the Amazon guy, and he throws the packages over the fence towards oh, yeah. the door. <laughs> so <laughs> he's not going to yeah. be that quick. Better, that. better yeah. hope there's nothing valuable or like breakable in there. Yeah, I don't think he cares. No, nope. yeah, I'm sure he doesn't care. But oh, so it says uh, deliveries must be made to a vehicle that's parked at a pre-registered address. So you can't just park your car wherever you feel like. Okay. And it's got to be in the spot that it's supposed to be in. Your address. Yeah. Okay. Well, at that point, it wouldn't matter. Oh, okay. It's your home address. Oh, yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it's actually... not just like a middle of a parking lot. Oh, okay. Well, well if it's your home address, wouldn't your car be home? Next article. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, we got another article from Car and Driver. Uh, Audi has recalled almost 350,000 cars to replace some faulty coolant pumps. Uh, it's said that these cars or these coolant pumps can fail and potentially start a fire. Uh, some cars that are included in this, some models, are the four-cylinder versions of 2013 to 2017 A5 and Q5, 2012 to 2015 A6, and 2013 to 2016 A4 and A4 all-road. Huh, that's a lot of cars. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's, that's pretty significant. It says... Uh, when the coolant pumps get blocked by road debris or come in contact with moisture, they can overheat or short circuit and cause a fire under the hood. So they're actually using uh, electric water pumps now instead of belt-driven water pumps. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. Not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I guess... Uh, Adds the possibility of a motor going bad. Right. Yeah. Or more chance of electrical fire. Right. Yeah. If your motor went bad on an old pump, you know, it, it was not just for that. It was a big... <laughs> all your stuff went bad. Yep. Since they've done this, they've made this recall before, or at least addressed this problem in uh, January 2017 that applied software updates to shut off the coolant pump if it began overheating. But I guess uh, these updates did not work, so now they're recalling and bringing them back. Sounds like the Band-Aid fell off. Yes. Mm -hmm. Repairs are scheduled to start mid-June of this year. I hope that uh, when it shuts the coolant pump off, it tells you to stop driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Because otherwise they're going to have a bigger recall to make. Yeah, well, you know what? Oh, well. guess they're just going to fix it by replacing all of them. A lot of stuff. All right, this is a huge article. Um, Bill's going to actually hit this one off. Yeah, so this is, uh, I, I thought this was like an April Fool's joke when I first read it. I couldn't believe <laughs> Not it. Not again. Yeah. yeah this, this is real. We read the whole article this time. Uh, Ford has just announced that they are no longer going to make any passenger car models with the exception of the Mustang. Of course. So that means no more Fiestas, no more Tauruses, any four-door sedans, two-door sedans, they're all gone. They're just going to be going with the trucks and, uh, and SUVs and crossovers from now on, which is, I mean, that's, that's huge. So uh, what do you think their uh, competition is going to do with that? You think everyone's going to follow suit or is this... No. Oh, the world needs. I think uh, it's just going to give more customers to other comp- their competition. Yeah. So are they just doing this in the U.S. market, or is this all over the yeah, world? This is North America. This is just okay. the U.S. market. So they're still going to sell their uh, passenger cars overseas. Yeah, they're, yeah, and I think probably uh, like the special like police cars, those kind of things. I think they're still oh, going to do those. Yeah. Well. I think a lot of police departments right now are using like the Tauruses. Right. And so, also the Explorers. Yeah. Uh, the article actually said it, it was like 80% of the police enforcement 
sales or like Ford Explorers or something like that. Yeah, it's between Ford, Ford, Dodge, and Chevy all had bids in. Right. So they can buy from any of them. Yeah, and this uh, this is um, so Ford's uh, rationale for this decision is that their uh, their crossover and SUV sales seem like they make up more than half of their of the total industry sales in the U.S. Whereas the uh, the sedans and small cars they've kind of been continually sinking for the past couple of years, and so I guess their uh, their anticipation is that that trend will continue, and so it's a market they want to get out of. So they're getting rid of almost half their yeah pretty sales. Much. That's right. what it sounds. And like. taking a chance that hopefully their crossover and SUV and truck and right yeah we'll whatever see. else will just take some of the weight. I just pulled these stats up because I remembered some of them. But um, the best-selling car in America right now is the Ford F-Series pickup. But the best-selling four-door, like, standard car is the Toyota Camry. So they're totally dropping out of this race. You know, the the top three things that sell in this country are pickups um, of the three main brands. But, you know, their, their cars aren't even on the list. So it's Toyota and Honda. So I guess they just figured it wasn't worth competing anymore. It's a bold move. It yeah, is. I mean, it's bold just, move, Cotton. It's just hard to imagine. <laughs> See if it works out for them. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is our last article for today before we start our tech talk. And it's from autoblog.com titled Jaguar 600 horsepower XE SV Project 8 is the fastest Jaguar sedan ever. You know, say that five that's times quite fast. The, yeah, that's quite the name for a car. <laughs> All right, these are going to be 300 Jaguar units built by hand. Um, they're projected to have 600 horsepower. Um, they've been tested around the Nürburgring. Uh, Jaguar has come out with a short video introducing the car, but... It's recorded to have a 0 to 60 time of about 3.3 seconds and will go all the way to 200 miles an hour. And that's huge for one of these big Jaguar sedans. Um, pricing is at around $210,000. And, yeah, I like it. What do you guys think? I like the, I like the look of it a lot. It looks pretty aggressive. looks pretty oh, good yeah. for, for a sedan. I mean, it is a, you know, it's a Jaguar. But, uh, and I mean, 3.3 seconds, 0 to 60, that's pretty quick. Yeah, especially for a car that looks, it looks big and aggressive. So, yeah, it's definitely mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could mean looking. I could drive that to shop right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My groceries wouldn't be where I left them, but. <laughs> yeah, you might break some eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I definitely don't think of. Yeah, it's definitely a car to lose your license in, and I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this car, actually set the Nurburgring, Nurburgring, record for four-door production cars with a time of seven minutes and 21 seconds. So this car's not messing around. You didn't say the whole name. I'm not even going <laughs> to try. I couldn't even say the first word. Nordschleife. Nurburgring Nordschleife. Yeah. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice German accent, too. <laughs> he got it all. Uh, I, I like this. You can order the Project 8 with or without a rear seat to save weight. <laughs> That's kind of like the, uh, what was it, the Demon? Where you can get it with or without a passenger seat? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's only a dollar if you want it. I mean, if, <laughs> you, if you don't need it, why, you know, why get them? Why get it? I mean, if it's only a dollar, you kind of can't afford not to buy that. Well, no, they're not a dollar from Jaguar. That's nothing is a dollar from Jaguar. But when you're no. spending two hundred ten grand on a car, 
you know, what's another couple hundred bucks for the back seat? Yeah, I'd get the seat. Yeah. You never yeah. know if you had a I'd probably space have. for it. I'd want to show take. it off to my buddies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a four-door. It's a sedan, so... Put the seat in your living room or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like that? an extra couch. Right. Yeah. Scare some kids. There you go. Throw them around in the back. All right, that wraps up our news segment for today. Um, we're going to move on to Tech Talk for the week. Cameron, you want to start us off? Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I never knew who to throw it off to. I just... <laughs> wing it. Throw it die. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about the 2019 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1. This car is being offered with 755 horsepower. Yo, look how many gears it's got. It comes with a 7-speed manual option, and I believe there's also a 10-speed automatic with paddle shifters. Wow. Now, what? if I remember, if this is like the... When did they come out with the new, new, quote, Corvette? Is that 2015? When they started doing like the like the, the C7 Corvette, yeah, 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 yeah that, that sounds right. Okay, yeah. Well, somebody I knew got one of them, and I'm pretty sure in the seven speed, basically what they did is they kept all the ratios the same one through six, and then seven is just more of an overdrive. Okay, so right. it's not like they're, it, it it's not like first and and seven is the same as one through six, and they're closer right. ratio. So it's not like well, in theory, you won't really have to shift a whole lot more. Just seven. if you're going 200 miles an hour, yeah, you've got another gear. Just right. cruising down the highway. Yeah, there's a lot of cars like this that people say they feel like they should have one more, you know, gear to pop it up into exactly. cruise. Yeah. Especially when you're making 755 horsepower. 755 horsepower, 715 pound foot of torque. And all that is accomplished with a 2.65 liter Eaton supercharger on top. That's a big blower. Oh, yeah. It's on top of a 6.2 liter V8. That's a lot of volume. Yeah, well, it's impressive, you know, hitting the 212 mile an hour mark. That's that's a major, you know, accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Especially for a Corvette that's, I mean, it costs, uh, what, a hundred and something thousand dollars, but it doesn't cost as much as most cars that'll hit that wood. Especially with the, uh, the huge rear wing on this thing. Uh, it puts out almost a thousand pounds of downforce Oof, wow. when you get up into higher speeds so well how about this from 212 miles an hour it only takes 8.7 seconds to get back to zero that's that'll some serious breaking hold on oh, to yeah. your that'll stop <laughs> on a dime and give you nine cents yeah. back oh, that'll yeah. stick your lips to the windshield <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's that's quick uh, how about the cost for this vehicle that's what I can't find Oh, here we go. ZR1, 121000 There it is. Uh, the convertible with the same options would be $145,000. Um, sure, that would be slightly slower. It usually is, especially around the track. Convertible. Less, less uh, rigidity. Agreed. But I, it's not like you're going to get in the convertible and say, wow, this is a slow car. Right. It's got some giant intakes. Not quite headlight intakes like the Demon, but... Uh, 41% more airflow than the Z06. That's that's a huge 13 heat exchangers. Oh, man. Imagine doing the math on our, them. Our, <laughs> our professor would like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this car is approved to, uh, their brakes are actually certified up to 1,400 degrees. Um, that's insane. That helps with the stopping power. They're giant Brembo brakes. Especially after, uh, during their testing, they only read out 800 degrees on the rotors. So 
How did they even test them up to 1,400? It must have just been in a simulated lab setup. Yeah, I guess so. Brembo yeah, must know right now. Car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Brembo knows their 15.3 inches. <laughs> That's huge. So I think that kind of wraps it up for this uh, Monster Corvette. What we want to do, finish off this episode, and this is actually the last episode of Pit Stop. So right. this is the last car to look out for. We're going to stick with the Chevy theme, and... That is the 2019 Silverado RST spied completely undisguised. And it is hideous. Yes, Gross. it should have stayed disguised. This yes. car is ugly from the front, decent from the side, and ugly from the back. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit too much of the new Ranger. That same shape, like, I don't know, it looks kind of like a bunny rabbit or, I don't know. Yeah. Unappealing yeah. headlights. Definitely bunny oh, rabbit. I hate I the, see it. The front. You see that? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah, I that, see bunny rabbit. I was hoping I that made some sense to something. You gave a bunny rabbit rabies. That's what this truck would look like. There you go. So what does this offer in terms of uh, things that would actually make us want to buy it? Has uh, it got any power to it? Yeah, it does offer a 6.2 liter V8. That is also available on the standard Silverado. So, let's scratch that one off. Uh, scratch what? Why you would buy this one instead of the regular Silverado. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> If they both have the same engine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it says the exhaust adds a few more horsepower. I'm sure it does. GM Performance exhaust. Again, Brembo brakes. That's pretty wild on a truck. Yeah. It stands for Rally Sport Truck. It's RST. So, it must have some suspension upgrades. Yeah, well, it turns rally once you put that uh, bully bar on the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. That's that yeah, you know makes that. It's oh, like putting so a sticker on your Honda. Duh. That's like 10 Stripes. Horsepower. Stripes are 100. Oh, yeah. At least 100. Go fast that. stripe. Yeah. Now, back to seriousness, though. This truck is, um, I believe it only comes with this short bed. Um, I don't think it, it doesn't look like it would have a another you know, the, op- the option of an 8 or 10 foot. Yeah, probably not what they're going for. With no, they're going not for with this model. It from the side, it looks almost exactly like the Colorado, but a little. It does. Um, it's bigger. Yeah, you're a- right. Ate some more cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, jacked up a little bit. You know, it it does look sporty. It looks slightly capable, and I'm sure it is. But uh, it's no no Raptor. No. No Rebel. No. Oh, no. No, no, no TRD Pro. I don't you know? think that's don't really think what they're going for. Yeah. You don't. I think it sort of is. No I think way. they'd make it a whole lot meaner. Because they, they don't have that. any other kind of uh, Silverado that... I feel like to... Chevy just doesn't want to get in that market. Maybe not. Or not yet, anyway. What was that one truck they came out with? Oh, I know what you're what talking about. What was the one about? we talked about last hideous. week? Uh, never mind, I don't know what you're talking the about. The one we talked about last week with the... Uh, wasn't that a Colorado? It had... Like, oh, it was uh, a Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was sort of... Yeah, that, that was, rain, but it was a Colorado, was a not a Silverado. I thought you were talking about in the '90s with the 454. Oh, uh, yeah, well, the SS or whatever they called that. That makes right. sense. There was another one they came out. Oh, with the, like the Chevy SS or something like that. The one that looks like a bubble. Yeah, no, it's called like the it like Vortec, the tornado, the, the motors Vortec, the tornado or something. Or something. They, they made they made a, they made a sedan version called the Typhoon. I remember that. Well, the uh, GMC had the Cyclone. Cyclone, that's what that's I'm what. It, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it was ever. The GMC a had a Typhoon. Oh, what was it? And they did the Cyclone. My dad oh, used man. to drive an SS. So oh, it was supposed SS. to be my first car. Yeah, the old wow. ones. Like now that, you're a beam like that first one. That's, yeah, right there. It wasn't my first car. An F one fifty was my first car, and then I was a Beamer guy. What are, what were the round ones, like? The really ra- oh, uh, the really ugly ones. Yeah.
So other than all those disadvantages, I don't know. It could be a cool truck, something to uh, keep your eye out for. It's coming in 2019. We're almost there. So thanks for listening. This is the uh, this is the end pit, pit stop finale. Thank you to anybody who took the time out of their days to listen to us yeah. for whatever reason. Whether thanks, Corey. Car guy, or <laughs> if you're Corey, thank you, Corey, for uh, having us do this. And, yeah, making all this happen. Good luck. Good luck in Colorado. Colorado. And uh, at the pit stop. Don't buy a Dodge. Don't buy a Dodge. (laughs) 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 Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lincolns was setting the pace? That story is true, I'm here to say. I was driving that Model A. It's got a Lincoln motor and it's really souped up. That Model A body makes it look like a pup. It's got eight cylinders and uses them all.